Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, if you were here this morning, you heard, I'll, you know, the short version. Um, the Lord, when I woke up in the hospital, actually, my wife corrected me. It was two weeks ago. It wasn't one week ago. <laughs> I keep thought, thinking it was last week. It's been, time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> Um, it was Tuesday morning, 12 days ago, when um, um, I woke in the hospital. You know, it was the first I've t- been telling people. The, the last time I was in a hospital, personally, was in the Presbyterian Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina, in 1952. <laughs> so it's been a while. <laughs> That's where I was born. <laughs> So it was different. <laughs> so when I woke up in the hospital, uh, Jesus was waiting for me. This, um, and uh, I, you know, I opened my Bible. First, I opened my eyes. I opened my, my my phone Bible and I started to read and. As soon as I, my eyes fell on the first verse in Psalm 46, God is our refuge, the voice of the Lord. He began to, to proclaim or declare or recite. You know, He is the Word in Psalm 46. And, um, I sat there and, and I laid there and, and, um, listened to His voice and got caught up in the Spirit, got caught up in a unreal vision. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and um, it's you know just so many things. You know, the voice of the Lord. It's the, it's the most the, the strongest I'd ever heard His voice. To hear His voice, the majesty, the authority, the sovereignty, the kindness, the gentleness, and love was just. Beyond words, and um, it was, you know, it's. So I, that, I experienced all of that, and this, this was. So I've been reflecting the last twelve days. I've been reflecting on this psalm because it was so. It's different when he says it, <laughs> and it was, you know, I could say it was a man. It was from a person. It was a man. It was, it was, it was Jesus. It was, you know, Jesus is a man. He's a man. He's the second person of the Trinity. He's the Son of God, but he's the Son of Man. He's a man, and he's he was speaking as in his humanity, speaking the word. <laughs> and it, this is, you know, the Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very ready help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth shakes. Has your earth shaken ever before? Though we will not fear, though the earth shakes. And this is him, yeah, just speaking in the midst of my shaking earth. And the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride, there is a river whose streams make the city of God happy. The holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her and she will not be moved. 
God is in the midst of her and she will not be moved. That's what you felt here tonight. If that was unusual to you, if this was different, that's, that's the river flowing through the house of God. There is a river. He's a person, the Holy Ghost. He flows out from Jesus. Everywhere he goes, this river flows out from him. So God is in the midst of her and she will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations made an uproar. Yeah, the nations, they make an uproar. They fight against the anointing and the Lord. The nations made an uproar and the kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice and the earth quaked. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come behold the works of the Lord who has inflicted horrific events on the earth. He makes wars to cease and to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and he cuts the spear in two. Stop striving. It says in the New American Standard. It says in the, in the New King James, be still. It's both, both meanings are in the word phrase. Be still. Stop striving. Be still. Stop striving and know that he is God. That I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our strongholds. So, you know, I've been reflecting on this and writing. And so I'm going to read a little bit and, and share tonight about this Psalm 46. It's very precious. It's a very powerful psalm. You know, I, I mentioned this morning, this was Luther's psalm. He sang it every day. It was his life. And you know that famous old the hymn that some of you may used to sing in church. A mighty fortress is our God. That's Luther, and it's from that verse, from that passage. So anyway, God is our refuge. And um, this is the Spurgeon again on this. I have to read this again. This is so. God alone is our all in all. All other refuges are refuges of lies. All other strength is weakness, for power belongs to God. I want you to say that with me. Power belongs to God. But as God is all-sufficient, our defense and might are equal to all emergencies. Whatever emergency or tragedy you face, His power is sufficient and more than enough and ready to help you. A very present help in trouble. Or in distress, he has so been found, he's been tried and proved by his people. He never withdraws himself from his afflicted. He's their help, truly, effectually, constantly. Truly, effectually, constantly. He is present or near them, close at their side and ready for their succor, for their help. And this is emphasized by the word, very word in our version. He's more than present than friend or relative can be, yea, more nearly present than even the trouble itself. To all this comfortable truth is added the consideration that his assistance comes at the needed time. His assistance comes at the needed time. If you're in trouble right now, his assistance comes at the needed time. He's present. He's present in your life. He's present in your circumstances. He's present in this moment in your life. He's not as the swallows who leave us in the winter. He's a friend in need and a friend indeed. 
when it's very dark with us, let us, brave spirits, say, come, and let's sing the 46th Psalm. Now, there's, here's another quote that I didn't share with you yet. This is from, from Matthew Henry. It's on this same phrase, God is our refuge. Yeah, I want you to say, God is our refuge and a strength. He is my refuge. We have found him so, Henry said. He's engaged to be so, and he ever will be so. Are we pursued? Are you being chased by circumstances? Maybe the bill collectors are chasing you and ringing your phone off the hook. Maybe sickness has been chasing you down. Our lawyer has been chasing you down. Are you being pursued? God is our refuge to whom we may flee and in whom we may be safe and think ourselves so secure upon good grounds. Are we oppressed by troubles? Have we work to do and enemies to grapple with? God is our strength to bear us up under our burdens, to fit us for our services and our sufferings. He will be his grace and will put strength into us and on him we may stay ourselves. Are we in distress? He's a help to all that for which we need. A present help. A help found. One whom we may have found to be so. A help on which we may write. It is tried as this Christ is called a tried stone or a help at hand. One that is never to seek for, but that is always near. A help sufficient. A help accommodated to every case and every urgent need or demand. His help is exactly tooled to whatever circumstance or tragedy or disaster you are facing. He is our help. No, it's not that He comes and helps us. He is our help. He is our refuge. He is our help. And you're surrounded with Him. He's in you. He's around you. He's before you. He's behind you. He's ahead of you in your circumstance. He is my help. He's our ready help. Our help in this moment of time. He's our strength. God is our refuge and our strength. He is my strength, the strength of my life. You know, um, if you read the Bible, it won't take you long to find out that just about every character in the Bible would have to come to what you'd say was the end of their strength. Abraham, you see him come to the end of his strength when he offered his son on the altar. You see Jacob come to the end of his strength when he was fighting with Uncle Laban and ended up wrestling with the Lord's. On, on, in, on his way back home. And, you know, you think of, um, uh, uh, you, you think of Paul and his, his being beaten and beaten and beaten, coming to the end of himself and, and Peter not being able to supply for his family. But all throughout the scriptures, it shows us, it shows individuals that were used mightily by God coming to the end of themselves. Coming to the end of your own resources. You don't have the finances, the strength, the wisdom, the connections in this life to, to, to deal with the circumstances you're in. The Lord wants each one of us to come to that place in our life. Because in that place, in that place is where we, where we meet Him. That's where Jacob met him, is the, is the one who put his hip out of, his, his thigh out of socket. It's where Abraham met him, it's Jehovah Jireh. It's where Peter met him, is the one who filled his, his boat with fish. It's where Paul met him, is the one, my grace is sufficient for you in whatever circumstances you're in. He is our help. He is, he is my refuge. 
He is my help. He's very present in all of my circumstances. Now here's the, you know, the, the kind of help is, um, it's very, very powerful. Um, I think of Ephesians 6.10. Paul said, be, in Ephesians 6.10 it says, be, be, be strengthened. Be strengthened. Be endued with power. Be strengthened. Be strengthened in the Holy Spirit. Be strengthened in the Holy Spirit. Be endued with power. So this strength, this strength is, is, it's strength inside of us. It's supernatural strength. It's the power of God to live the kind of life that only He can live. Be endued with strength. Be empowered. Be filled. Be filled with his strength in the midst of your weakness. And that's where, that's where this strength is revealed and made strong in you. And in the midst of weakness, when you're facing the end, the end, the end, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. He comes. He is my refuge. He is my strength. He is a very present help in my, my tra- time of trouble. So, um, back to this passage. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth shakes and the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. And this is where this, the song that we were singing tonight. There is a river whose streams make the city of God happy. The most holy dwelling places of the God most high. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. So here's a, a blog that I wrote over this last week and a half called He is a River. As you know, <laughs> I just came out of the hospital after a nasty bout with COVID. First, I want to make this very clear. COVID is a spiritual thing. It's a demon attacking humans created in the image of God. In the midst of my tussle, I had several startling and life-changing encounters with the Lord. One was something I'll share in church this Sunday, which I did, how Jesus quoted Psalm 46 to me as I was in the hospital. This verse is, of course, one of the verses Jesus spoke over me. I love, love, love this verse. He is a river. The river is a person. It's not an experience. The Father is a river. Jesus is a river. The Holy Spirit is a river. The river is the outflow of the three-in-one God. The river is the overwhelming love that encompasses and changes everything it touches. Now here's this. I've got to read this. This is this guy by the name of Erskine. He's one of the reformers. He says, what is the river that makes glad the city of God? I answer, God himself is the river. God is in the midst of her. God the Father is the river, for my people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. God the Son is the river, the foundation, the fountain of salvation. And that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. God the Spirit is the river. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
Whoso drinketh of this water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water I shall give him shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. What are the streams of the river? Answer the perfections of God, the fullness of Christ, the operations of the Spirit, and these running in the channels of the covenant of promise. Hallelujah. So, yeah, this, this, this is, this is his, this is his manifest presence. This is not a hope. This is not a doctrine. This is not a theology. This is a reality. This is reality in the worst of times. This is a reality in your boring day-to-day humdrum world. There is a river. This is a reality when you're facing death. This is a reality when you're facing bankruptcy. There is a river. This is the reality when you're facing challenges in your family or in your marriage or in your emotional circumstances. There is a river. And we drink from this river. He sustains us and satisfies us. Yeah, this next verse. There is, yeah, God is in the midst of her and she will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. You know, so let me, I'm, I'm going to just wander around through my blogs here. I seem like I'm stuck on one thing the last week. You would be too if you were in my shoes. When I woke from my sleep the first morning, Jesus was waiting for me in my room. The presence of that moment is still with me this morning. The Lord being there was all that I needed. He was unveiling to me what Him being my refuge is all about. And He began to speak to me. I felt a love and a confidence that I cannot express in human words. He, like no other, He is a man. And He's touched with the troubles that we go through. His words are like medicine and life that affects every part of us. His presence wraps around us, totally cocooning us in His love. Here's how Spurgeon describes this verse. His help is there for sure and near. Is she besieged? Then he is him, the, he, then he himself is besieged within her. We may be certain that he will break forth upon his adversaries. How near is the Lord to the distresses of his saints since he sojourns in their midst? As soon as the first ray of, of light proclaims the coming day at the turning of the morning, God's right arm shall be outstretched for his people. The Lord is up betimes. We are slow to meet Him, but He's never tardy in helping us. Impatience complains of divine delays, but in very deed the Lord is not slack concerning His promise. Man's haste is often folly, but God's apparent delays are ever wise. And when rightly viewed are no delays at all. Today the bands of evil may environ the church of God and threaten her with destruction. But ere long they shall pass away like the foam of the waters. And the noise of the tumult shall be in the grave. All of us need help. What kind of help do we need today? He's nearer than you know. He's never shaken no matter how severe your circumstances may be. He has an answer. He is the answer. Your fears and worries melt like wax before Him. And nothing can stand before His majesty. He is with you. He is in you. And you will not be moved. And uh, I'm going to, let's go through the rest of this passage here. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. 
Come and behold the works of the Lord, who has inflicted horrific events on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still or stop striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. You know, this, um, I've been reflected for several days on the verses that the Lord spoke over me through me as he healed me in the hospital. This verse has been huge in my life for many, many years. This one about be still and know. This was the first prophetic word Dick Mills spoke over me in California when I was first beginning into the ministries. The first prophetic word I received was this verse 10. The Lord met me powerfully through this word. Amazingly, God's word takes on so many beautiful aspects, depending on where you are and what the Lord is doing in your life. Lying on my back in the hospital, I knew my life was in his hands. I was yielding again to his rest that leads us to this amazing display of his kingdom. Now, I want you, I want you to listen to me. One of the things that we've experienced in our church over these last 27 years or so is that incredible, tangible presence of God that brings us to the floor. And if you will yield to that, if you'll yield to that and surrender to that and let it increase and intensify on you, you'll begin to experience exactly what this verse is describing. You know, that's what I experienced tonight, us laying on the floors. We were worshiping there, and there was a river. I, that, that incredible, incredible heaviness, the glory of the Lord coming on me again and, and, and pressing on me and filling every part of me. You know, some treat that as insignificant or foolishness or take it or leave it or emotionalism. It has nothing to do with my emotions. It has everything to do with Him. It's His manifest presence. It affects our emotions, yeah. It affects our body, yeah. It affects our spirit, yeah. But it has nothing to do with our emotions. It's God. And He comes. And as, as you yield to that and let it, let it intensify upon you. That's, that's what, why people lay on the floor here, you know. It's one of the things we're criticized about. We didn't invent laying on the floor. <laughs> it's, it's soaking in the most real of all substances, the only uncreated substance. The only uncreated substance. Every other substance is created by Him. The only uncreated substance is God. And we wait upon Him and we bask in His glory. And this is what Psalm 46.10 is describing. Be still and know that I am God. That is everything. Be still and know that I am God. Cease striving and know that I am God. And wait and let him intensify. He, you must decrease and he must increase. Be still and know. And as, as that happens, as that happens, 
Sima clavrete masle ke tandesta kaba triste. Yamrambas leke vibrista kama. As that happens, you begin to have the, the, the knowing of, of Jesus. You know, it says in, in John 21 that Jesus revealed himself. I preached, shared about that this morning. He revealed himself. There's degrees of him revealing himself to you. There's degrees of that. There's, there is degrees of, 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 of knowing him. There's casual acquaintances. But there's degrees of knowing him. Be still and know. Oh, I, what I'm telling you is, is the answer to every question, every dilemma, every challenge, every problem that you've ever faced or ever will face. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. I will be exalted. I will act for my glory. I will act on your behalf as my son or daughter for my glory. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. And that's what he's doing, isn't it? That's what he's doing. Yeah, we, you know, I've, I've, I've had an, this encounter with the Lord and, and, um, I know, you know, just like the other two times I had encounters in my Christian experience, I know that something's ahead. I never did know what it was. I mean, it, what, what happened to me in 1973 unfolded for the next 21 years. And then in 94, that unfolded for the next, what, 20 whatever years that's been, 26 years, 27 years. I had no idea. You can't say, okay, now, now we're going to do this because Jesus. No, no, you can't. You just let him, let him. It's a, it's a long ride and it's, be, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Just let him do his thing. Be still and know and watch. So what's, where's this leading us? Well, he says, he gave me a clue when he called me fisherman. I have a funny idea what that means. It's not complicated. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.